48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The Hong Kong Sevens is back after a three-year break due to COVID. President Xi Jinping meets the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and the Hang Seng Index closes above 16,000 on short covering. The Hong Kong Sevens is officially back after three years of COVID-enforced absence. First night's action concluded with the host taking on World Series champions Australia. Hong Kong went down 43-0, but RTHK commentator Danny Hicks said he saw plenty of reasons for optimism. This is the best team in the group on form. Go out and play like that, cut out the errors. The best it will be, cut out the errors, keep more possession, Play like you did when you had the ball, Right, you'll get some results. Hong Kong can frighten Samara and New Zealand tomorrow, I'm confident of that. There's been a major shock in the other group, a game with Samoa pulling off a 24-0 victory over New Zealand. Fiji, who are looking for a sixth consecutive Hong Kong Sevens title, thrashed Japan 59-12. There have also been wins for Ireland, Argentina, the United States, France and South Africa. CEO of the Hong Kong Rugby Union, Robbie McRobbie, says about 20,000 spectators were in the stadium by 5 o'clock, including some 6,000 schoolchildren. He said that, to his knowledge, nine people had been turned away after showing an amber code, which indicates that they arrived in Hong Kong less than three days ago and are not eligible to enter the venue. They include a group of South African fans who told the media they were unaware of the rules. Mr McRobbie says organisers will be in touch. The stadium rules about, and the, and the Leisure and Cultural Services Department rules about not being able to enter sports premises on an amber code is very clear. At the same time, the rugby union, we are still, broadly speaking, nice people. We are sympathetic. We have taken the details uh, of those people and, you know, we will have a conversation with them after the event. Organisers say a total of 26,000 three-day tickets were sold, mostly to local fans. Chief Executive John Lee says vitality and vibrancy are returned to Hong Kong with the resumption of the Sevens and the success of this week's Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit. Speaking at a forum, Mr Lee said the SAR would enjoy unlimited opportunities in the post-COVID era and had not been deterred by the coronavirus. Different events will be happening one after the other, coupled with the gradual relaxation of social distancing measures under proper risk management. Hong Kong will continue to have more vitality and vibrancy. Hong Kong has unlimited opportunities because the coronavirus did not and cannot change Hong Kong's DNA. Hong Kong has always had numerous advantages. President Xi Jinping has met the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz at the start of the first visit to Beijing by a leader of a G7 nation in three years. Mr Xi said the two countries should work together for the sake of world peace during what he called times of change and turmoil. Mr Scholz said Germany was seeking to further strengthen bilateral economic ties. Victor Gao is from the Centre for China and Globalisation in Beijing. Uh, Chancellor Scholz's visit to China is long overdue and is warmly welcomed by the Chinese leaders as well as the Chinese business community and the Chinese people at large. I think China-German friendship and uh, equal treatment of each other and close economic cooperation are vital for both China as well as Germany as well as for China-European cooperation at large. Local shares rocketed back above the 16,000 mark today, ending an up-and-down week with a gain of 9%. 
The Hang Seng Index was up more than a 1,000 points at one stage on its way to a surge of more than 5%. It closed up 821 points at 16,161. Alex Wong of Alex KY Wong Asset Management says the rally was driven by short covering and a number of unverified reports. There are many shorts around in the market. So the market actually is due for a rebound and when a rebound starts, it will trigger further short covering along the way. So that's why the momentum is so strong. This is a sentiment-driven or rumor-driven rally because uh, many people are looking for reasons and there are several explanations for that. First of all, China may change its zero COVID policy or may try to open up its border partially. And then there are rumors that the U.S. may have some progress in the audit of certain Chinese companies listed in the U.S. They are not confirmed, but people are quite nervous when the market starts rising. Now the weather mainly cloudy, cooler with one or two showers in the morning and at night. Bright periods during the day tomorrow. Temperatures currently 22 degrees, humidity 82%. The strong monsoon signal is in force. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A company owned by the husband of former Justice Secretary Theresa Chang has admitted violating antitrust laws. The Competition Commission is seeking a fine of $150 million against Otto Poon's firm, hailing this as a significant development in its investigation of services cartels. Is Joanne Wong. The Competition Commission said it had been investigating Mr. Poon's Atel Building Services Engineering over suspected collusion on air conditioning works. It added that the firm and its parent company, Analog Holdings, had pledged full assistance with the probe. The chief executive of the competition watchdog, Russell Butt, said in a statement that the cooperation agreements entered into with several respondents in the case represent significant developments in the Commission's investigation into the multi year air conditioning services cartel. Analog Holdings said in a stock exchange filing that it won't be named as a party in the suit. It said the company's board decided that it was in the interests of the firm and shareholders to sign an agreement with the Competition Commission. Police have arrested a 26-year-old man on suspicion of voyeurism for allegedly using a drone to film people having sex. Officers say the drone contained more than 20 videos and that its light had been covered up. Footage was allegedly filmed outside homes and hotel rooms. The force said they're investigating whether the videos had been leaked online. The Hong Kong Council on Smoking and Health says the Health Bureau is considering banning anyone born after 2008 from ever buying cigarettes. But Koshi's bold public health plan seems likely to face stiff opposition, as Natalie Cheng reports. The council said it's pushing the idea of a generational prohibition of cigarettes, noting that New Zealand is planning the same move in a bid to eventually face as smoking in the country. Henry Tong is the chairman of Kosh. Tobacco products are really harmful to everyone. We really hope the youngsters won't join the smokers. But Peter Xiu, who represents wholesalers and retailers in the Legislative Council, calls the idea extreme. If Hong Kong has to go that far to such an extreme situation, it may not be ideal. You're demonizing the smokers. Hong Kong's still a free society. Adults have their right to choose. We should not plan their interests. Mr. Xiu also rejected a suggestion by Kosh for a tax on tobacco to be doubled, saying this would hurt grassroots smokers. The Health Bureau said it's still working on an anti-smoking strategy and a consultation exercise will be held at the beginning of next year. The government says it wants a proposed ban on feeding wild animals anywhere in Hong Kong to take effect on December 31st. 
The Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department says expanding the feeding ban beyond places such as country parks will help with the control of feral animals, especially wild boars. Lawmakers will consider the legal amendments next week. The former Prime Minister of Pakistan, Imran Khan, is recovering in hospital after being shot in the leg at a rally yesterday. One person died and several were injured when a burst of gunfire hit Mr Khan's vehicle in the eastern city of Wazirabad. Police have arrested a suspect and released a video in which he appears to confess to the crime. Earlier, Anna-Marie Evans asked our South Asia correspondent, Murali Krishnan, for the latest on Mr Khan's condition. Well, after assassination attempt, doctors have said that he is out of danger. His uh, physician, Faisal Sultan, who is the head of the Lahore Hospital, where the former premier is being treated, said that initial scans and x-rays seem to show bullet fragments in Khan's leg. He will be definitely be out of action for a couple of weeks, but there is no threat to his life as of now, and he will recover in good time if given the medical attention that he is getting. Any ideas on motives for the attempted assassination? Look, the circumstances of uh, yesterday's shooting still remains unknown. Who was behind it, how many people were involved, and the motive. You know, what we have is a video footage showing a man tackling a gunman as he fired towards Imran Khan's convoy, suggesting that the attack could have been much worse. The police have arrested this lone gunman. His name is Faisal B., and have got a, a reported confession from him saying that it, it was his uh, attempt was only to attack Imran Khan and nobody else. But then given the kind of vitiated atmosphere Pakistan is going under, no one knows whether this, conf- whether this so-called uh, confession was under duress. So it is still very much something which is unknown, and there will be a further investigation whether there were other people or other forces which were involved in this attack. What we know for sure is that, uh, you know, just about a, a few weeks back, a counterterrorism officials in Khyber Pakhtunwala, that's the province which is controlled by Imran Khan's party, warned that terrorists were plotting to assassinate Khan. But that's all we know since then. Now, what sort of protest march was he on? Well, Imran Khan, ever since his ouster in April this year, and now he has fallen out of favor with Pakistan's political establishment as well as the army. And, and, and basically, he's trying to galvanize support and trying to get back his popularity. And that's why he wanted, he'd started on what is known as a long march from Lahore to Islamabad and trying to sort of rally support and bring in huge crowds, hoping to pressurize the government to go in for early elections. The government has rejected Imran Khan's demand for early elections. You know, they're currently scheduled for October next year. But that is what he is pushing for. He wants an early election because he knows that this current government is deeply unpopular and he wants to sort of keep the momentum going in his favor. It's a different matter that the political establishment has tried to come down hard on him. Pakistan's election commission actually uh, said that he could not contest elections because he had uh, apparently sold state gifts, which he received when he was prime minister. And that was a qualification for him to be barred from election. His move right now is to galvanize as much support as possible behind him and his party. South Korea says it scrambled dozens of fighter aircraft after North Korea flew 180 planes close to the border. The incident follows several days of heightened tension. BBC's Michael Bristow reports. 
North Korea's air force is no match for the modern warplanes from South Korea and its ally, the United States. The North Korean fleet is made up of aircraft from the former Soviet Union and China. Some are from the 1950s. None is thought to be less than 30 years old. Just keeping them airworthy must be a challenge. But Pyongyang is furious at an extended military air exercise currently being conducted by South Korea in the US. It no doubt wanted to remind its enemies that it too has an air force. Donald Trump has dropped one of his strongest hints yet that he may run for the White House again. He made the comments to much cheering at a rally in Sioux City in Iowa. The first of four rallies in five days as he campaigns for Republican candidates in next week's midterm elections. This is what he told the audience. In order to make our country successful and safe and glorious, I will very, very, very probably do it again, okay? Very, very, very probably. Very, very, very The polls next week will set the US political landscape ahead of the presidential election in two years' time. To football and for a look at what we can expect from the English Premier League this weekend, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi. This weekend brings us the penultimate round of fixtures in the Premier League before the break for the FIFA World Cup and a huge test for the league leaders Arsenal who play at Chelsea on Sunday lunchtime. Both sides played in Europe in midweek of course with Ben Chilwell limping off for Chelsea in the European Champions League on Wednesday. Players from both sides then you imagine will be trying to stay injury free ahead of Qatar. By the time that game kicks off Arsenal expect to have been overtaken at the top of the table by Manchester City who hosts full on Saturday and they could also welcome back the league's top scorer Erlen Haaland after his foot injury. Third place Tottenham are involved in another of the weekend's big fixtures. They face Liverpool on Sunday. Both sides head into the game also with injury concerns with Liverpool also having lost back-to-back games to teams fighting relegation. Elsewhere Newcastle who are unbeaten in the league in eight games now play at Southampton. Manchester United play at Aston Villa in what will be Unai Emery's first match in charge at Villa. Brighton play at Wolves, who are still without a manager. West Ham play Crystal Palace. Everton face Leicester. Bournemouth are at Leeds. And Brentford are at rock bottom of the table, Nottingham Forest. Football's governing body FIFA has urged teams due to take part in the World Cup in Qatar to stop dragging football into what it called every ideological or political battle. Questions over the treatment of migrant workers and LGBT rights have been raised as Qatar prepares for the tournament. Reminder of our top stories tonight, Hong Kong Sevens is back after a three-year break due to COVID. President Xi Jinping meets the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and the Hang Seng Index closes above 16,000 on short covering. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear At twilight time And if you've just had a week of it or a day of it and you just want to chill out and relax, you're welcome to Twilight Time, 45 minutes of music from years gone by. If you'd like a song yourself, it's Radio Beat at Gmail. Good variety between now and midnight. 
The first one off the block for you tonight is an old hit from the four freshmen. That I'd die for You know you made me love 